0: Wicked Anime is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds and otaku across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination, and with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other wicked awesome geek programming, visit nerdyshow.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Wicked Anime Podcast. I am a hard man with harder opinions, Andrew, and I am here with Jonathan, a Stupid Awesome Analyst. Hello. And, of course, in the back seat, we have the anime noob, Christine. Hello. She's here joining us. Uh, actually, we're- Wait. Right. As you can hear, you may hear the uh, GPS interrupt. GPS. There's, GPS-sama, my car waifu. And not really, because TomTom is annoying. Uh, we are on our way to New Hampshire. Well, this uh, great podcast is happening. So if you hear the buzz of the car or the yelling of the GPS telling us which way to go, that's what's happening. We have such a big season (laughs) of anime going on right now that for this episode, once again, we are going to be discussing the new season of anime because it is so huge that we could not even fit it into one episode, like the last one, because we hadn't even watched everything yet. Yeah, and... Now that we have seen more things, we can give you guys a better idea of what it is. Plus, we have all our little news stories, but not too much. It's mostly going to be talking about, like, just a a car ride discussion about anime this season. There wasn't a lot of news to begin with, but let's ring the news bell. News. Shut up! Tom Tom! News. Okay, uh, so what do we have first up in news? What's the first headline that I wrote? You have my phone because I'm driving. Yeah, so first up in media news, we have, oh my gosh. uh, Don't text and drive. The earthquake in Japan. Yeah, that's right. There was a 7.0 earthquake that hit Japan uh, in this past week from what we were recording. And that was more of the... this one was a southern... The southern part of Japan. Yeah, but the aftershocks were so bad, they're still happening. Did you know that? No. And thus far, there have been 42 people declared dead in, in it, but... Uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty bad. I can't believe the natural disasters that are hitting Japan. Like... It's just happening so frequently now. Well, there was another earthquake almost at the exact same time. That's what they're saying about this whole thing is that like because because Japan, their land masses are so beautiful, but that's the price that you pay for things like natural hot springs and volcanoes and stuff like that is you get earthquakes and tectonic plate shifts all the time. Yeah. There was the story that I had seen about this Facility. I forget what the facility was, but it had moved like an entire three meters from the earthquake alone, and there was this shift in the earth that there was like a whole section that moved down, wow. and you needed to get there. The road was completely closed. It was a ro- it was a highway road, and it had shifted down an entire meter and, and three meters apart. And in order to get into it, the workers needed to use a ladder to get into the gap. Oh my like, gosh! Yeah. Well, uh, I don't want to talk about that anymore. That's kind of depressing. Kind of depressing, but that's why we talk about it first, so we can lift your spirits. Yeah. Ghost in the Shell, whitewashing. What's happening with that? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's this whole new trend about whitewashing in movies that everybody's so up in arms about. I mean, we heard about it in the, at the last Oscars when people were were protesting the fact that there were no black actors, you know, that were nominated that year. Uh, No Asian actors had, like, ever been nominated. And now we have movies that are casting, like, Hollywood movies casting non-Asian actors to play possibly Asian roles. Like, in the Doctor Strange trailer, when we have the person who taught Doctor Strange all of his techniques, was, like, this old, sage, Fu Manchu-bearing, some sort of Asian, maybe Chinese, I don't know. But now it's a white actress an actress who was white playing an asian role interesting like uh and and it's a monk sage sort sure. of character but the big one that caught our eye that started the whole trend was scarlett johansson we got the first screenshot of her as major matoko kusanagi yeah that's that's odd it and, is it's, it's really bizarre i mean the screenshot looked to me, like, we had a, a really split... Like, our fans saw it, and our fans were really split on it. We had people saying it looks awful, like, it's going to be so bad of a movie. And I then don't some think people she saying, looks like, bad as Major Makoto. See, it looked okay. Like, I was so on the fence about it that I... Because I just don't think the movie should be happening to begin with. Yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> I, But but even still, there's the, the continuing, the follow-up article talking about the creator of... Ghost in the Shell himself, Sam yeah. and he was saying that he, when they were discussing a Ghost in the Shell live-action movie, they had never even considered a, an Asian person in the role to begin with. And that's the creator of the show themselves. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he supports Scarlett Johansson as yeah. a choice for the cast. That's he, interesting. Yeah, he su- <laughs> he supports a white actress playing the role. So it's like, how do you even argue with that? If, if somebody was to pitch Ghost in the show, they were like, no, we don't want an Asian actress. This is true. I didn't even know that. That is, like, really interesting. I had no idea. Yep. That is crazy. That, so, I like, mean, that makes everybody's wine crybaby arguments... Like, completely, completely moot. moot. Yeah, yeah, it's... Wow. I That, like, changes my whole... This guy has a really loud truck. Go away. <laughs> Go away. But moving on from that... Uh, We have uh, China and Japan in a bidding war over the rights to Pokemon. Yes. That was (laughs) huge. I almost feel like that should be strange news. Yeah. It's like a strange gaming media news. I posted posted that article on our Facebook page because it was just... It it shocked me. Like, I am flabbergasted that the licensing agreement to Pokemon is up for grabs. And China, like a Chinese distribution company is bidding for it like how is Nintendo even allowing that to happen I don't know I have no idea I I don't really know that much on the topic of it but it's a real thing that's happening and there's no result yet but I'm sure we'll let you know as soon as we find out because that's I, huge see I saw this this article being posted around places but I never read it so I didn't really know what it was actually even talking. I knew it involved China and Pokemon somehow yeah. But I was like, is there going to be a Chinese Pokemon? Or... But it's, it's for bidding rights. There's a lot of things up for debate right now. And, uh, and you guys, if you know anything, you listeners, let us know. Send us an email. What do you think of 1A, whitewashing, and 2B, uh, Pokemon going to China maybe? Except for the Ghost in the Shell whitewashing, apparently that's over and done with. Seeing that I mean, Sam. Hollywood Ishida. whitewashing. Yeah. Oh, well, Hollywood whitewashing. Yeah, but Sam Yoshida like was just like Scarlett Johansson. Yes. So right. You can't really argue that anymore. Remember when the whitewashing thing started, and it, the first time I really saw an impact of it was when Frozen came out, and people were <laughs> like, "Ah, there's no Black Disney princess." Which there are. <laughs> Which there are. And but and, they're but all like, white. Yeah, and nobody, and the people who were complaining about it were didn't know that it was originally what a Swedish or a Dutch tale, nor Norwegian. Norwegian, okay. So yeah, they, So this, yeah, the the uh, the Ice Queen, I believe it's. Yeah. yeah, the Ice Queen is like a Norwegian tale. So are they saying <laughs> quit whitewashing our black metal? Are you, ah, what? <laughs> ah, that's that's Swedish. Um. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> Netherlands. I don't know. Yeah, but it, it, it's really funny because you know you go in, and it's like, well, what about? You know, Princess and the Frog. That was a Black Disney princess. You have Mulan. That was an Asian princess. And you, there's, have you ever been to Norway? There's, there's no, there's no Black people <laughs> there's there. No diversity. There's, it's. They're all blonde hair, white people, and really tall and very scary. Uh, maybe not. I don't know. I've never been, but <laughs> black, male, scary. And again, Swedish. Anyway, we don't have any gaming news, no. uh, other than Senran Kagura is still fun. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I really wanted to, for gaming news, actually, I really wanted to get onto the Overwatch beta, which I didn't, and uh, I'm, I'm really hoping that I can get onto the open beta that's coming out in a couple weeks but that's happening at the same time that baby metal is happening so oh yeah that's right that's a busy weekend yeah so two weeks by our next recording weekend our next episode the episode after this one you will hear us talk about our baby metal experience and i think we're gonna (laughs) awesome i I think we're gonna have uh evan from the boston batch brigade on that episode because he's coming with us i would sure hope so But the concert's on Thursday, so that's when the episode's being released. Or this episode. This episode you're hearing right now, we're going to be at the Baby Metal concert. Yeah. Ha! That's awesome! Moving on, we have uh, some strange news. Uh, And this actually comes, this is a little bit of fan service. This comes from our fan, Wicked Fan Mike. And uh, Mike sent us over the story of a chimpanzee from a Japanese zoo broke free it escaped there was a whole alcatraz thing going on they were chasing this chimpanzee through the alcatraz thing what do you mean what what you're referring to is like a huge escape movie that involved digging tunnels and stuff like that did a monkey dig a tunnel no it just escaped oh (laughs) i was really hoping that a monkey would dig a tunnel anyway uh so mike sends us this news article and believe it or not the, day, the same day he sent me this news article, I saw it on international news. Really? Yeah, I saw it on uh, the local news station they were talking about it. And I don't know why a chimpanzee breaking out of a Japanese zoo would make international headlines, but it was on uh, NBC, Fox, CNN, all these kinds of things. It was really bizarre. I want to see a movie in Japan come out. A, it's, it's almost going to be like a buddy animal movie where a cop is chasing after a monkey starring Pete Takashi. <laughs> it's gonna come out of this story just watch i'm calling it now you heard it here first folks they have the same video everywhere the same video footage is from the japanese <laughs> news thing but it's uh the monkey or the monkey the chimpanzee is climbing on the power lines right yeah get your simians right yeah uh so it's uh all like a, a just a residential neighborhood climbing on the power lines there's like tons of people there and uh and they're capturing it, and they're shooting it with a tranquilizer gun. Have wow. you seen the video? No, I haven't. You haven't? And it's just like... Is it similar to the video where they shoot the bear out of the tree? Maybe. It just, like, cascades out of the sky, like, whoa! Like, just... Oh, and then it, they, they caught it, like, in a net, uh-huh. but it, like, not before hitting a few, like, telephone poles <laughs> on the way down. <laughs> you hear, like, and, uh... We'll I think, post that video in the description. Yeah, you can find it. <laughs> the news article I saw when I was watching our local news station uh, they were watching it, and they were like, uh, you know, a Japanese in a Japanese kind this this chimpanzee made it. Oh, oh, <laughs> like and it as it fell out. Of the, it's like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I hope he's okay. Yeah. So you I'm know. sure, he's fine. He's probably not, he went Super Saiyan, and I I don't know. Anyway, uh, that's it. That's all we have. We don't have any a lot of news, but we. I, I suppose that's a good thing because we have a bunch of other stuff to talk about. Yeah, first off, let's uh, take a trip into the West. Wow, into the West. Woo! Hey, Christine, Christine, you Watching! you watching? You want to talk into the West?
1: I haven't been watching any animated series. I've been watching Netflix series, though. Oh, yeah? Does that count? That's why I asked you. Oh, okay. Um, I've been watching *The Unbreakable Kel- uh, Kimmy Schmidt*. If I can get the name right.
0: <laughs> and that's uh, that's written by, um, Tina Fey. It's
1: written by Tina Fey. Written by Tina Fey. It's Ellie Kemper. Kemper is the lead actress. She plays Kimmy Schmidt. Um, it's about a story of four women who were called the Mole Women and were hidden uh-huh. underground. Uh-huh. Um, and it's the story of how she only has an eighth grade education and goes out into the Wild City of New York um, to live her life as a new free woman. I highly recommend it. It's definitely a fast-paced comedy.
0: Um, I, I would hope it would be comedy. It's stage. got John Ham. Oh, it does.
1: It does have John. It Hamm. has John Ham in it. John Ham is the reverend who kidnaps everyone.
0: Oh my gosh, that's, I gotta watch this.
1: Yes, I highly <laughs> recommend
0: it. Well, it's turned by Tina Fey. I would imagine it's really funny. Yeah. So here's the thing about Tina, the history between Tina Fey and John Ham. Oh, John yeah, Ham, do you know John this? Hamm, I do know that. John Hamm was supposed to be in Alec Baldwin's role in uh, 30 Rock. Yes. Because John Hamm sees himself more as a comedy actor yeah. than he does a drama role. However, he picked up Madman instead of 30 Rock. And now John Hamm has appeared in Thirty Rock multiple times, and he's been the funniest role in it. It's because yeah, and it's simply because uh, Tina Fey and John Hamm are best friends. And I feel like that this role in The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt is his agreement to turning down Tina Fey's offer to play uh, in Thirty Rock. Yeah. Now is Tina Fey in it, or is she so just? Tina the Tina Fey is in it. Okay. She
1: plays a psychiatrist later on in the sh- in the series. But I finished the two um, the two seasons that are currently available it's a very quick series it's about each episode is about a half an hour but there's only 13 episodes per yeah. season oh, okay um i mean i don't know when the next season will be available the second season was just released wow i gotta watch this it's a fantastic show i mean there are definitely mixed reviews among people i think the humor is definitely something where you need to understand the sarcasm that's throughout it
0: is it it's like hard. is it like 30 rock Humor, it's definitely,
1: it's very 30 Rock-esque. Um, I'd say it's 30 Rock, SNL, very um, very quick wit. It's also, there's right. a couple of people in it that were in Arrested Development. Oh, no way. So, <laughs> that type of humor is there.
0: Oh my gosh, I have to watch this show. <laughs> Why didn't you tell me about this sooner, Christine? Because I
1: just discovered it earlier last week, so let's oh just put it this way. I am somebody that doesn't really watch TV, and I watch the two seasons and a week.
0: Christine, thank you for giving us our Into the West. Yes, thank you for Into the West, today. I,
1: you I did, speaking of a Western-type show, there's another show oh. on Netflix called The Ranch. It's basically a revival of the cast from that 70s show. Really? Yeah. Okay, that, uh, yeah. that sounds terrible. <laughs> I mean, my, my early college self loved that 70s show. My mid-20s self wants to know why I wasted so much time on that show. Watching that yeah.
0: 70 show. <laughs> it's actually kind of true, isn't it? I feel the same because we watched that 70 show in high school. And, yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, every day. Every day there's like two episodes on in a row and we'd watch that 70 show and now yeah. I'm just like, eh, ah, okay.
1: On other <laughs> news, though, I know Evan from Boston Bastard Brigade will shoot me for saying this, but I loved Fuller House. <laughs>
0: that
1: is the end of my segment. That's,
0: it, that's the end the of that. <laughs> I, oh, speaking of westerns, though, uh, just... Really quick on this topic. Did you guys see the trailer for The Magnificent Seven? I did not. No. Oh, uh, with Chris Pratt? Yeah, okay, so it's Denzel Washington and Chris Pratt are, like, the two leads out of there. But, okay, so the first trailer got dropped yeah. uh, the it other did? day. It did? Yeah. That sounds amazing. Um. So, if, for those of you who don't know The Magnificent Seven, it's a Western version of... Samurai's Samurai. Samurai Seven. Seven, uh, Seven. Seven Samurai. Seven Samurai. Um, Samurai Seven's an anime. Uh, Seven Samurai. The trailer for got, got dropped... And uh, it's all about Denzel Washington and Chris Pratt's character, and then it's just like and the other seven. Like so, they're definitely other five. Oh yeah, right. Or seven. No, the other the other five. Uh, so they're definitely aiming this towards the Chris Pratt is awesome slash Guardians of the Galaxy audience. You know, plus Denzel Washington because he's a big name. Yeah. The original Magnificent Seven is on uh, Amazon. It's on Amazon for free. Is it really? Seven Samurai is not. You will never be able to find Seven, Seven Samurai for free. Which ever. sucks, but it's, uh, yeah. We bought our cousin the, the yeah. uh, Criterion Collection. The Criterion for- Collection is, like, the only one that you can find of Seven Samurai. And it's, like, 40 bucks. Yeah. Well, that's okay, because it's one of the greatest movies it's ever made. It's one of the greatest movies ever made. Top 250 of all time. You know how many movies there are out there? Hundreds. Literally <laughs> hundreds, and it's in the top 250. <laughs> So anyway, this trailer, uh, you know, goes with Denzel Washington, and then he goes and gets Chris Pratt, and then all of a sudden you're just like, bam, 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 like, literally it does, like, the trailer, Doon, dun, 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 and, like, that's how fast it shows the other members of the Seven. <laughs> and um, and you don't even know who they are. I mean... Are they are they famous actors? I'm sure they've been in stuff before, but the trailer goes so fast and sh- shows so little of them. Is it a teaser trailer? Or is it a, no, or is it it like a legit it was, theatrical trailer? No, it was the trailer. theatrical drop. But it's just so much Denzel and Chris Pratt. And the movie, you can definitely tell because Chris Pratt is in it, it's going to be PG-13, but the violence looks like it should be rated R. No, um, Chris Pratt most certainly could act in a rated R movie. Yeah, he could, but he's not going to because Chris Pratt is that PG-13 action star, that's that's the audience we're going for actor. So moving on from that, now that... We've gone actually, like, out of the West. We went into the West, literally, <laughs> in that discussion. I do have something else for Into the West. We saw Hardcore Henry. We did see Hardcore Henry. Oh, we didn't get to, we didn't discuss that on the last episode? I no. thought we did. Did we? I don't think so. I don't think we did. Anyway, uh, if we didn't, uh, I'm going to... this. If this is the second time we're talking about it, we're talking about it again to you guys. You have it to see Hardcore bad. Henry. It was uh, a lot of fun. I can understand why a lot of people are hating it, because it's senseless and has no story and it's just straight action that elevates from beginning to end. But if you go in understanding that this is an Indiegogo-funded movie that was based off of a music video on Facebook using a GoPro and a parkour artist, you will understand Hardcore Henry. The only thing about the movie that left a bad taste in my mouth is the producer. Timur Breckham, um, what's-his-face. Who has the, literally made all of the worst movies you've ever seen. Yeah, he well. made. He directed Wanted, he directed Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. Before that, he directed some of the worst movies I've seen in my yeah. entire life. Daybreak and Night... Or Daywatch and Nightwatch. Yeah. Uh, he does really good action, but yeah. when action's not happening, his movies are just garbage. Yeah, which uh, there were no action scenes in the Daywatch and Nightwatch movies. But however, there were... Hardcore Henry is one straight action scene. he's all action. But he's just the producer. He's not the director. Thank I God. Know. Yeah. Thank the Lord. Because yeah, when the movie started, we saw his name pop up and we were both like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and his name pops up twice in the opening credits. Both producer credits, I believe. They wanted to be sure that you were going to hate this movie. Can we finally leave Into the West now? Yes. I believe we can. Oh, that, that Into the West took so long that the horse is hungry again. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Anyway, that's a sound effect joke.
1: Okay. After 200 yards, keep right.
0: Yeah, so you have a let statistics for us. Yeah, and I found it based on the same article, on um, the whitewashing article. Really? Yeah, it's a huh. statistic based off of uh, one that, a poll that Anime News Network did, polling their people, uh, polling their fans, asking, how do you feel about whitewashing? Do you go see a movie based on the actors in it? <laughs> how many, how many whitewash actors will you go see in a movie? If it's if it's one hundred percent whitewash, is that better or worse? Yeah. So I have the statistics down there if you want to read them. Let's say that you go to a movie and you like. Okay, so let's say that when the Ghost in the Shell movie is released, they're going to like. How many people are actually gonna go see it? Well, 52% of people said, I'm just going to go see the movie because, A, it's Ghost in the Shell, and I don't care who's in it. I'm just going to go see it anyways to, um... To support the fact that it's Ghost in the Shell, because if we watch more anime movies, we're gonna get more of them. Yeah, I'm gonna go see it anyway. Like, right. Cause, I mean, you're gonna I, go see it, and then you're gonna find out whether or not it's good. Fifty-two percent of people agree with. See, you. like I like Scarlett Johansson as a person, but not as much as an actress. But that should be just because they I think they gave her some really crappy roles. Yeah, they really have in the past. Um, so I'll, I'm willing to go see Scarlett Johansson play Major Motoko. I mean, I freaking love Ghost in the Shell. Why wouldn't I go see it? I love Cyberpunk, everything. Why wouldn't I go see it? Right. Right. So yeah, so you're, you're within that fifty-two percent. You're gonna go see the movie and just focus on it as a movie not as a ghost in the shell whitewash and beat Takeshi's in it yes so that is great so 18.9% of people within this poll said that they won't see it because it's whitewashed and 18, well, that's, that's actually a surprisingly low number to me 18 only 18 percent yeah I suppose um, and then 18.8% say that they would see the film and support uh, to support Hollywood adaptions of anime and manga, which okay, is what we were kind of talking so about. So that's a, a part of the 50% that I was talking about. Maybe I misunderstood it. So 18% of people said, I'm going to go see the movie just so I can get more anime adapted movies later on. Yeah, because if if we make this anime adapted movie, maybe we'll eventually see Cowboy Bebop. Which sucks, That because Spike freaking said... Or Spike. Uh, Keanu Reeves freaking said that he wouldn't play Spike anymore because he's too old. Yeah. Which well, is it, stupid, because Spike really doesn't have an age. And... Friggin' John Wick! I know. It was we, awesome! We've had this discussion before, before right before Anime Boston, we've had this discussion before. Yeah. So... Make more... I, I, I don't know. I, I have to see Ghost in the Shell before I agree with the statement I want to see more anime and manga-based movies. Yeah. Because, I mean, when Akira was coming out... Like, people are just gonna be complaining about how it's whitewashed. Like, well, that's all there is to it. And you, you know kind of how, uh... I kind of feel like we're in that age, like back in the 70s, I think it was, when superhero movies were coming out, but they were garbage. Like you had Captain America and Iron Man and all those 70s, 80s bad horror. Or actually they had Fantastic Four too. Yeah, Superman Uh, wasn't bad. Right, yeah. The first one at least. but, But you see like those movies were not good, is the thing. And I think that's kind of in the age we are right now that we're making those movies. So maybe in 30 years, we'll start seeing like all these anime and manga adaption movies being made and they're really good the same way Marvel is pumping out amazing movies for their comic books. That would be awesome, and like in the way that now everybody knows what a superhero movie is so it doesn't need to be explained anymore, maybe ten years from now everybody's gonna know what an anime movie is. Well, and it's kind of happening with Studio Wit, like Studio Wit is going nuts. Yeah. I mean, Studio Wit is doing, uh, Canabery. uh, Whatever. I just call it Iron Fortress. Yeah, the because, Iron Fortress. Uh, so they're doing that, and that's amazing, but I don't think it's getting as much of a response as Attack on Titan is. Yeah. But Iron Fortress is out of this world. We're going to be talking about that later. We're going to be talking about that right now. We don't yeah. have anything else. No, but uh, here's what I'm saying, though, is that Studio Wit has already done what they did with Attack on Titan and the crowd getting bigger, and now they're doing Star Fox shorts, and everybody knows what Star Fox is, you know? Yeah, I saw one of those. Are they doing using hand puppets? No, no, no! It's they're making like half CG. It's like a two and a half D move or two and a half D. Okay, short. because I saw one of the shorts and I could have sworn that they were using the E Three hand puppets that Nintendo. There was, was using. there was a trailer for it. Yeah, okay, but um, but that's not what it is. Okay, all right. So who knows? Maybe within a bunch of times, Studio Wit will go nuts, and maybe all things will go nuts, and then we'll everybody will just know what anime is, and we'll start getting. Marvel grade anime movies but right now we're getting you know Akira is coming out and everybody's like eh and Cowboy Bebop's like maybe we'll make it and Ghost in the Shell's gonna come out and maybe break the mold fingers crossed fingers crossed so and finally I guess we're moving on to our and, uh because our Tapagotchi once again is talking about what we're watching. This friggin' awesome season of anime. It's like, th- okay, this season I'm watching the most anime I have ever watched since starting Wicked Anime. Yeah, Back I am too. in 2012. I am too. I have never watched this much anime in my entire life. In one season. That is yeah, cool. in one single season. Oh man, but that summer season, we have next season coming up too, and that's gonna be nuts. We're not talking about that, we're talking about the spring season. <laughs> I know. Uh, so what are we watching? Well, what's up first on the list? Okay, we're just going to go in order? Yeah, well, I I suppose so. It's the order that I watched them in, and the first ones on the list are the ones that I have kept watching and I have things to say about them. Ushio and Tora. Ushio and Tora is continuing to be one of the best shōnen I've ever seen, and it seems like it's going to come to a close this season. I hope so. That would be great. I would see, because back in the 90s when they made that Ushio and Tora OVA, yeah. it didn't finish. It was just Ushio and Tora, and then the adventure cut out. The main bad guy, Hakuman Nomono, is one of the scariest creatures I've seen ever. It is pretty great. The way that, that Hakuman Nomono puts out their dastardly plans is like so creepy and horrifying. And I look forward to everything that they do because it, they mess everything up makes Toru look like the bad guys and oh yeah that's true uh, the, yeah this season is adding like a whole bunch of new features to the show too you like you're getting all these characters that are being introduced but it's not messy they're not like adding a bunch of characters in and like oh now there's a new one you're just kind of like oh this makes sense yeah and then um, all the character relationships are growing and it's it works really well. The, sh- the season started off pretty strong and is running pretty... It's It's running at the same level that it's been. It's not escalating, which is fine because it started off at like levels of erased. Right, and uh, well, I, w- I don't agree with that, but it is good. I do, because um, I said it. I know. There's a dead vulture on the side of the <laughs> It's not a vulture. We don't <laughs> have vultures here. Just... It's either a turkey or a hawk. But that's another thing that they're doing in this season is the relationships, as far as, uh, not not the relationships, the love stories. Uh, like, they kind of were like, oh, there's a love story in the first season. They only played on it in the first episode, and that's it, so far. There has not been any love story since the first episode. Right, but it's more apparent in this season. He's, right, like, Ushio is fighting for love. Yeah. So, it's, I like that aspect, but there's a really good, quote-unquote, best girl character in, in Ushio and Tora, so... But it's kind of weird, like, Ushio... Ushio can't run into a, a female without them falling in love with him. Yeah. <laughs> friggin' middle schoolers. <laughs> uh, or is he in high school? I don't know. Uh, anyway, next up on the list is uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Yeah. <laughs> and JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, this season, is so... It's killing it. Awesome. I love... I. It it has not changed. I still love JoJo's Bizarre Adventure to no end. Yeah. Um, Jared the Greek, who's on Scarlet (laughs) Rhapsody, we've talked about JoJo with him before, and he loves JoJo. Like, through and through, he loves JoJo. But after Season 3, it's kind of underwhelming. Like, the fact that, you know, this one only takes place in a town, and there's kind of a bad guy, you know, and it's just more fighting stands. But it's not, like, Dio-level. But, but Dio is mentioned. Yeah, he's mentioned, but he's not there anymore. Right, yeah, he's dead. Or he's However... We know that there's more Dio characters, or Brando characters, but we... However, uh, I'm feeling like this is still pretty cool, you know? Yeah, it might not be a threat to the world because it's not Dio Brando, but but he's cool. Like, like, or this season is cool. Yeah, no, the fact that you're saying it's underwhelming and, like, it takes place in one town... It's not true. Yeah, so this... The characters are so well done in this show that that's what you go to JoJo's Bizarre Adventure for, is the characters. Uh, It's so, it's still that same, like, manliness and.
1: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint
0: Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. They, relationships are growing and it's weird, and oh, it's I don't know. I don't know how to explain it other than that it's just one of the coolest shows I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, um, one of our fans tweeted us, um, it was Mike, right? It was Mike, Mike, yeah. Mike tweeted us over the past week, and <laughs> we, <laughs> we talk- had like this huge Twitter conversation. With we him. talked about the uh, Oingo Boingo thing. And the subtitles that Crunchyroll released, which are not, it doesn't, that were names Oingo and Boingo. That was the thing, like, yeah, it says, like, on the book, the Oingo Boingo Adventures, and it says, oh, the so-and-so adventures. And the reason why they do that is, I guess this is a good place to explain that, because he actually legitimately asked us a question, why did they do that? Yeah. So the reason why they had to change the subtitles for all the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure character names is because they're all based on musicians and references to bands. Yeah, so like Oingo Boingo is probably the clearest one that they have. Yeah. The, the example that I gave was uh, Jay Guile. Yeah, like Jay Guile is uh, the Jay Guiles, or the Jay Guile's band. Yeah, they you know they sing that song, uh, Angel. Angel in the Sunnafold. Yeah, that's a, it's a good song, uh, kind of dirty but weird. And weird. But, okay, so Jay Gile, they changed his name in the subtitles to Centerfold. Yep. Um, but clearly, you can hear, like, you can hear Joseph Joestar go, Jay Gile! Yeah, but and the just subtitle just says Centerfold. centerfold. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the question that was asked to us is why did they do that? Like, I don't understand what's going on. Uh, because Mike does not watch JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, which is what's the matter with you? You should be watching <laughs> JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Mike. Come on. And... Uh, it's because of the licensing, yeah. and like, but I don't know, you just say a name, I don't know. The, the reason why I brought that up, though, is because it happened in the new episode of Joseph's Bizarre Adventure that just came out, yeah. episode 4, which the person's stand in it is called Bad Company, and, it, and they, they pronounce it Bad Dog Company, like, really, yeah, but the subtitle calls it Worst Company. Really? Which I think is a cooler name, That is honestly. a pretty cool name. They call it Worst Company, and everybody knows what Bad Company is. Like, or they, There's always been references to it, anyways. Bad Company. Everybody knows Bad Company. Um, I personally know it more to the Battlefield game, Battlefield Bad Company, uh, which was a really fun game. <laughs> anyways, I digress. Uh, they called it Worst Company, which I thought was just a super cool name. Yeah. Almost in the same way that when Weird Al came out with his Michael Jackson-only... Yeah, CD, even worse. Even worse. Like, it's the same thing. They also have, uh... They did it with another uh, couple characters. Like, because uh, characters like Speedwagon, which was uh, Ari- Ari- Ario uh, Speed- REO Speedwagon. Ario Speedwagon and uh, Iggy, uh, Iggy Pop. Yeah. Um, they but those are arbitrary. Yeah, see, they didn't have to change those names because they, like, Speedwagon's name wasn't Ario e. Speedwagon. But I feel the same way about Jay Guile. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. He, they could have... Because the Jay Guile band is spelled... J dot so like initial J and then Guile G yeah Guile was spelled differently E I L S J Guiles yeah but so, but in the anime it could have been J J A Y and then Guile spelled like Street Fighter yeah Uh we would have fixed it <laughs> but uh, but that's why they do it is because you know some are arbitrary some are not and uh, the ones that they can get away with they obviously get away with and the ones they don't they have to change because they changed Steely Dan's name too yeah uh, Steely Dan was in well, it well that and then, makes sense yeah uh they didn't change Dio's name though and Dio is the name of that band. but yeah. that's because it's a name like Dio is a name anyway I think that's kind of in the same way that if suddenly there was a name in Jojo's Bizarre Adventure like Danzig which they I, I, I I've, I've actually read through all the Danzig would sue <laughs> yeah all right so uh, Jojo's Bizarre Adventure still awesome everybody should be watching it I don't know why you're not uh, Space Patrol Luluco okay so something weird happened with Space Patrol Luluco don't get me wrong, the show is still completely adorable and everything like that. I love Luluko, man. But episode 4 came out. I didn't watch episode 4 yet. And the, the opening title card is season 2, episode 1. Yeah. <laughs> this is uh, episode 4, and then season 2, episode 1. Granted, okay, Hiroyuki Imashi is is the director on it, and we all know his game. It's also Studio Trigger as a whole in the studio, and it's like... Uh, You know what you're getting out of it. It's kind of like, okay, you gotta be in like a Monty Python mindset in order to watch anything Studio Trigger puts out. Yeah. Uh, Which is contradictory to what I'm gonna talk about next, which I think should be Kisniver. But Space Patrol Luluco is moving so fast in his story because they're legitimately trying to get out maybe the feeling of 52 episodes in 13 episodes. (laughs) And I think they're doing that on purpose. And every episode is only seven minutes long. I'm pretty sure that they're doing this whole thing on purpose. And, yeah, and they're trolling us with it. But the series is so cute, it's hilarious. Oh my gosh, I still I I actually ripped. I had to. I had just to have it. I had to rip the first episode of Space Patrol Luluco so I could have it in my own personal collection because like that first episode is so brilliantly done. Yeah. That I just had to have it. So I do. I have it. Good. I like Luluco. It, it doesn't take any time to watch at all, so everybody should watch it. Yeah. Hiroyuki Mashi. That's all I got to say. He's a legend if anybody wants to watch his so stuff. So, it's not the next one on your... because is not the next one on your list, but it is Trigger. Do you want to talk about Kizniver? Yeah. Because I I actually have not started watching it yet. Okay, so I watched Kizniver, and I love it. I, I totally love it because it's completely different from any studio Trigger show that we've ever seen before. Any I uh, 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 Correction, any original, any original studio Trigger show that we've seen because... Unlike every other show in the past, that's been done by Trigger, it's ridiculous, over-the-top action that's complete nonsense and everything. Uh, speaking of non-originals, uh, Sentai Filmworks that is releasing supernatural did. battles become commonplace. Finally, yeah, uh, I've been waiting for that show forever. But this one, Kiznaiver, is the first original Studio Trigger show that is character-based and not action-based, which threw me off in the first episode. I was like, "Cool, it's about everybody sharing their pain. They're gonna have to go fight things." Like, they're going to become, like, one-unit superhero. Yep. That's what I thought the show was going to be about. But it's not. It's about the characters growing together emotionally. Like, it's still supernatural in the sense that they live in this huge facility and, they, and somebody did science experiments on all of them and in order for them to work together and they have to solve stuff and they have to learn secrets about each other in order to not cause pain. Uh, but that's the whole thing, is that this is completely 100% character and emotion-based. I didn't know that going into it. I'm happy I didn't because it caught me so off guard. And it, well, it's, it's not going to catch, catch me off guard now, though. Yeah, but even <laughs> still... Or anybody, or anybody listening. But even still, <laughs> in episode two, it takes up until episode two to completely fall in love with the show. Yeah. And everybody should give it a shot because if you don't like Studio Trigger, this one's completely different. And, and you're wrong. And you're wrong, yeah. <laughs> because clearly. Studio is awesome. But, uh, but in my case, it's going all out and uh, it's still making Studio Trigger the best studio ever because they're showing their diversity now. Nice. Yeah, I like it. I I, I know I gotta get on that, and I will. I just have fun originally there. I didn't like the main character because I only saw the first episode beforehand, and I didn't like the main character in it. But now I've seen up to episode I think episode three's out or episode four. Episode three. Yeah. Episode three. I just watched episode three today, and the main character is has a purpose. Like a serious purpose, nice, and I can't wait to watch the rest of it. Next up on the list, ha, Terraformers. Terraformers. <laughs> uh, yeah, Terraformers is still a piece of garbage now. Uh, unfortunately, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that only Terraformers season one exists. Terraformers Revenge does not exist. Read the manga. Just read the manga. Do yourself a favor and just read the manga. Season one was brilliant, and it, yes, it wasn't the manga, and they skipped over a lot of really important stuff. But the, it was still just amazing. However, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about this though. There's a reason why they have kind of thrown the cockroaches to the side as the enemies. It's because they no longer are. It's because in in episode two, you find out that there's a betrayal amongst the oh, all okay. of them and now it's a fight between the humans which is stupid um (laughs) well and that's in the original series and even still I don't like it yeah yeah, I don't like that they should have kept it to save the earth but now they're not now they're all fighting amongst each other in tribes because there's like oh there's a betrayer and all that stuff yeah, I, I guess. And now they're using all their bug powers against each other instead of fighting the insects, which is like stupid. I'm gonna have to read the manga to see how they do it in there, because it's probably done a lot better. Yeah, the it's only reason easier. the only reason why this whole series didn't end with season one because they got all the samples that they needed in order to create a cure for Earth. Um, and now in season two, the only reason why they're still there and fighting amongst each other is because on Earth. There are also moles who are betraying that aren't, that are delaying the rescue ships so that the betrayers can fight amongst each other. It doesn't make any sense. Why would that happen? Like, why would they do that? Why would somebody give away, like, there's, there's, what? 12 people in, in the betraying tribe. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, or I keep calling them tribes, but it's really their crews. In the betraying crew, there's like 12 people. What are they going to do? Stay on Mars and just terraform <laughs> Mars like, and become stay like... Stay with the cockroaches. And then they truly do become tribes at that point. It doesn't make any sense. Just go back to Earth, cure it, and everything's fine. <laughs> what are you doing, terraformers? Uh, again, I have to read the manga to find out. It's probably done a lot smoother. And, I don't know. It could be awful in the manga, too, but I doubt it because I just love the first season so much. Um, you actually have a couple on here, uh, a couple uh, shows on here that are missing. Because uh, a show that we watched, uh, we've both seen, is Flying Witch. It's not on there? No. You okay. Don't... Yeah, no, Flying Witch is not on there. Flying Witch is great. Flying Witch is really amazing. Uh, I actually have a couple shows that I watched as well that are not on here. Yeah, I figured. Um... Yeah, Flying Witch, uh, so it's this cute slice of life where it's very calm. It is it is a comedy, but it's not rowdy and it's not annoying or messy. It's very chill yeah. and it's refreshing. Relaxing is the way is the word that I use. You watch it and you feel relaxed. The jokes are really well paced and very somber. And it's nice, it's really nice. And uh, the, the characters are cute, and it's it's done in m- a more realistic style of animation and anime. It's not like a cutesy, like, bubbly, chibi character slice of life like you're used to. It's just a normal, like, very rural town. It's very out in the sticks. Yeah, and it's not a secret either about the, the main character being a witch. She's like, oh, I'm a witch. And then, like, the first thing that she does is take the, the nine-year-old girl out shopping and she buys a broom and then suddenly she's floating in the air and it's like yeah this is a nice broom did you uh did you watch episode two? I watched episode two with the with the spring bringer. Yes, uh, the, the spring spirit. Yeah. Um, and how he just completely freaks out the, the, the harbing, girl. Well, the harbinger of spring is is horrifying. Yeah, and that's what's so funny because he's so nice. Yeah. It's so good. You like really... how he apologized to the girl. It's like, please apologize to the girl for scaring and And he like makes the spring flowers for her <laughs> because he didn't want her to be afraid. And he's like, oh, will I get to see him again? You know, yeah, the little girl spring. says, will Aww. I get to see him again next spring? And there's, cute. and there's so many characters that still need to be introduced yeah. as well. And uh, and there's, I, I don't know, it, it looks like a really cool cast of characters and I'm really interested in watching those. I, I
1: 800 yards, take the exit right.
0: I really highly recommend watching Flying Witch. I really like it. It's not going to be the greatest show you've ever seen, but I definitely watch it over other shows. Really good, to, really good way to turn down on a Sunday night. Yeah, I, I love it. Oh, it's Take so good. exit right. Next up, Ace Attorney, which you watched. I did not like it. I watch. did. Okay, here's the only thing that I'm going to say about Ace Attorney. Uh, I didn't really enjoy it the first time I saw it because it was mainly a court case and it didn't go over very well. Gerardo had messaged me and said, well, it's because it's like a tutorial of the game. Like, they're legitimately following the game. Now, the thing I, I like about the show is not the court cases. Uh, this show would be amazing if they cut out the court cases altogether and just left it as, as a... Uh, detective drama maybe um and i'm sure that it works better as a game because the game mechanics in it don't work as a mechanic in a show and the thing about the show is that everything outside the court cases is actually really good it's dramatic it's it's kind of heavy um the mystery is there and it's great get get into the court case not so great anymore Huh. Interesting. Yeah. So I'm I'm gonna keep watching it, but only because I like the outside stuff of the court cases. The Lost Village. Okay, so The Lost Village is the one that was like the one I saw the first episode. It was really creepy, and that creep factor stays throughout the entirety of the show. Um, it's it's a mystery. It's dark. It's creepy. There's there's a creature following them in some way, and. Uh, they don't know what's going on in the town they're trying still trying to figure out where people are uh, the second episode happened and the first dead person showed up so ah, interesting uh, yeah so like uh, the main cast like they're killing the main cast yes well Ooh. there's like 24 people in the main cast right but so, still uh, but yeah you you learn a little bit about everybody in the cast and then they start to kill them off and um, I, I don't want to say anything about spoiling it but it's really funny when you when you follow American media uh, about, about horror movies. If anybody knows American horror movie media, then you'll be able to figure out who the first person to die is when you watch the first episode. (laughs) Or the second episode, rather. I'm going to switch to a show that I watched. Okay. Um, I watched Sencha Sencha Senyu, Uh uh, which is a a Funimation show this season. It's another slice of life comedy about three high school girls. One is a demon child, who's the student representative. (laughs) Uh, One is a rich girl whose family or father went bankrupt, so now she's poor. And the other is like a sporty loudmouth chick. When what connects them all together? So the student representative and the loudmouth chick are are friends already. Okay. And the rich girl, she is eating lunch by herself and she's hiding away because she's eating bread crust and she's really embarrassed. So and then these friends stumble upon her and then that's they just kind of start having lunch together and then they become friends. And the animation quality in the first episode was really high. Incredibly high. Almost to the point of being distracting.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, and then it kind of slows down a little bit, but the animation budget is still really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all... This is another anime about the reactions. So, like, something is said, and a character reacts. Yeah. That is always... That was one of my most favorite things about Nozaki-kun. Yes. Was the reaction. So, uh, so that's what this kind of is, is. They have really funny reactions, and... The facial expressions that are drawn for each character are really good. They're perfect for each time, and it makes it really cute and kind of extra cute. So it's good. I recommend it. So that's uh, Sencha Sen- Senyu. Yeah. Well, do we want to talk about another school show then, um, which is kind of similar in a sense, which would be uh, Natoge. Uh, it's, it's actually really not similar at all. I kind of consider Natoge to be, uh, or and the English title to it is i thought there were no girls online right and it's about a group of people who well first i I don't want to spoil it it's about this guy who plays online games and he makes no connections with people because he doesn't because he has a fatal flaw that he confessed his love to somebody online a girl online and it turned out to be a guy yeah. And so... But it was only in the game. He, he wasn't, like, really confessing his real-life love to this person. Yeah, was, he wanted confessing to be his in love game, to the marriage. game Yeah, the in-game marriage. And so he finds out that the party that he's in, all of them are girls. It becomes this harem. Uh, kind of, yeah. It, it's it's not there yet. It's but... reminiscent of Boku at tomodachi ga. See Hagenai. that's what yeah. See Haganai. That's what, this is like a spiritual successor to Haganai, which is really interesting and what really got me into it. Plus, it's really funny, and the art is done by his, Hisasi. The Hisasi. Anybody who doesn't know who Hisasi is, he is a hentai artist. Yeah. And every every character in the show follows that. He's actually my favorite hentai artist, <laughs> I'll admit. But uh, he uh, follows all the the like the character designs, and it looked like his work, and it's gorgeous. It, it's totally gorgeous. Uh, he he's, has really high quality work, and I found out that he actually did the manga too, which... which is weird. Like I wouldn't expect somebody who's just like spending day in and day out their life on doujins and. Hentai mangas and whatever and all to that. Just sit down and it. write a regular book. Yeah, to sit down and write a regular book. Which is usually that's how Delgin that... artists like get big is they get bigger work. Yeah. But generally it's not all of them make it out into like the big He Sassy has this weird character design where he accentuates the bottom lip. Yeah. Where he puts the shine on the on the female's bottom lip, which uh, you know, I guess is like a sexy thing. I don't know. To him. <laughs> but um, it, it turns out weird in the animation. Like it works maybe in his manga, but in the animation it's really weird because characters make this face. Like the student body president for this show, like every time she smiles, she's got a weird face. Uh, her face is, is big. Like huge. Right turn ahead. I don't know how to. I don't know how to describe it. But there's some really weird shots. Yeah. Because her body proportions are really are really off, uh, because of how big her body is. Anyways, um, the show's really funny. I like it. And the art is really good. Like, this one I'll keep watching specifically for the the art factor. Next up, we have My Hero Academia. Oh, My Hero Academia. Which, yeah, which is uh, the a Toho animation. So... It's, By Bones. It is? It's Studio Bones. It's kind of like following off of uh, One Punch Man type. Like, yeah. where they're like, oh, superhero anime, okay. I and love My Hero Academia. Yeah, it's another shonen. Yeah, and... It's about a kid who has no superpowers, who wants to... In a world of where everybody has superpowers. 80% of people are born with superpowers. Well, they're called quirks. Yeah, quirks. And depending on the quirk you get, you can become a superhero. Um, this kid is in the 20 percentile of the world who does not have superpowers, but he wants to be a hero, so he strives to become a hero. The only th- problem that I have with the show... The show is awesome. It's really good. I'm going to keep watching it until the very end, even if it's, like, hundreds of episodes. Like oh, heck yeah. And... I was hoping that... Uh that it would be no that uh soma would be you know food wars oh yeah like i was hoping that that would just keep here's the thing um the the main character i have a problem with because he cries at every step <laughs> so it's so much if, like like literally he's afraid of everything he cries which somebody who strives in their life to be a hero probably shouldn't do that in a, in a good character design he should be like you know, even though he doesn't have any quirks, he should be like, no, I'm a hero. And he puffs out his chest and he stands up and he gets beaten up anyways. Yeah, be manly. Be Kenshiro. Every, every you should want to strive to be Kenshiro. Yeah, but uh, I, I don't know. I find it weird that he's like, like, oh, I want to be a hero. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> it, it, there's something, something's weird about that. And it's, it's, it's a fatal character flaw for me. It could work for other people. Um, but I, I think that somebody who le- legitimately strives to be a real life superhero should act like a real life superhero at all times. All right, you have a couple more on this list, uh, but I think we should cut it down. We're almost there. Yeah, we're almost (laughs) to our destination, which is ironic. I want to talk about Iron Fortress some more. Okay. Because Iron Fortress, the first episode was, to me, was out of this world.
1: 800 yards, turn right. Then ahead, keep right.
0: I thought it was amazing. Just absolutely amazing. I didn't. I thought it was good, but I didn't think it was amazing. Yeah. uh, I I had no idea what was going on. What do you mean you had no idea what was going I mean, on? Well, it's not that difficult. Well, I mean, it's not that I had no idea what was going on. I understood what was going on, but it was just like, well, this is just a, a convoluted mess. The way that they told the story was came across as a convoluted mess to me. I totally disagree. Yeah, no, I, I got what the story was doing, and I every single story point was in it. Uh, but it's also weird, the reason why they... Do it the pacing the way they're doing it is because it's a bi-weekly anime yeah it's only going to be like six episodes in the entire season yeah but the the animation quality is super high here's the weird thing about it though the character designs in the show are reminiscent of early or a late 70s early 80s yeah and uh and the animation quality of like the backgrounds and the characters then ahead keep right is movie quality animation the scale like is cinema huge. yeah cinema quality animation like studio ghibli backgrounds and steampunk and everything yeah that you see studio ghibli was the thing that actually came to mind was keep right because it was like the the world was the scale of like spirited away yeah huge so much detail yeah it was great I recommend it still, even though I I didn't, I didn't. Oh no, I highly recommend it. I think it's amazing. Even like people on our network, uh, uh, Trench and, uh, Trench was the one who was like, guys, are you watching this? You gotta be watching this, please watch it. So we did, and it was amazing. Thank you. Thank you, Trench. I was gonna uh, eventually make my way to it anyway, because it was Studio Wit and I got, I want to see what they have, you know? Yeah. Um, And I think finally to finish off this discussion, tell us really quick about ReZero because I, oh, yeah. I, don't, I don't know anything about that, but Peter Payne at J-List is just so like... He says that it's the best of the season, and I kind of agree with him. Uh, Re- ReZero is like a Konosuba sort of thing where the shut-in guy um, from the real world gets just magically transferred into... Uh, like unannounced, just suddenly. Man, they bo- are doing that a lot. Yeah, like there's like a thousand shows now the, that they the do funny that thing where- is, I was thinking that we could make our own category for ne- this this year's wikis of just real world real world people being transferred into this fantasy lands. <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah, he gets transferred into this fantasy land, and then suddenly it becomes it's a mix. The anime is a mix between Konosuba and All You Need Is Kill. Interesting. Yeah. So uh, I'm just gonna leave it at that. I highly recommend it. The animation quality is superb. The character writing is also superb. Um, and Peter Payne of J List recommended it as his best anime of the season, and I hadn't. I tend to agree with him. Wow. Um, I I don't. I actually don't think it's the best anime of the season, but it is very close. Uh. Well, what I, else was on the list? Just so I. Know? Uh. Wagamama High Spec. Yeah. Okay. Okay. No, okay. Wagamama High Spec is a is a really uh, three minute short anime advertising an adult visual novel that will be coming out at the end of April. An adult visual novel. Yeah. Wow. And Twin Stars Exorcist. Okay. Screw that one. Yeah. <laughs> there you have it. <laughs> um, so we actually. Did all the fan service during the show? All yeah. the fan service that you guys sent us, we already discussed. The only other thing that I can think of is we could drop an advertisement for our, for the Nerdy Show Patreon. Yeah. If you want to hear this episode early, if you're not, if if you're not paying there, also you can, uh, you know, if you pay ten dollars or more, you can get a shout out on yeah. on the show. Like our, our self proclaimed number one fan Allison, uh, always uh, she's always declaring that, but she. Uh, does that and she can get a shout out every month send us a shout out Allison send us your shout out for the month well uh, she was the first to ever recommend a show outside of Nerdy Show and we were like super honored by that because she chose our show yeah Um, but you can do that by going to patreon or nerdyshow.com slash patreon or patreon.com slash nerdy show either one will get you there and uh, you can throw in some money and help uh, support the network and uh Help us support ourselves and support our life decisions. Actually, another way to support the network as well, though, which is we're having a huge drive and a huge push for this, Yeah, is iTunes. So if you guys listen to the Wicked Anime Podcast on iTunes, even if you don't, go to iTunes and you can rate every single kind of nerdy show show on there, including the network as a whole. Uh, shoot us a five stars and you can type out a review if you like. But the more five stars we get, the more push to the top. Of yep. the list of everything that you see on iTunes we will get and we don't have any yet but we will read your review for you yeah so if you we appreciate it so much so if yeah you, we will read your review that you write for us on the show here uh, and we love doing that because we love seeing the reviews that we want to know what you guys think even all you silent fans out there like we know you we know you exist we get like little messages from you guys every once in a while yeah. for um, for more info on that go to nerdyshow.com slash spread the word I will put it in the description yes but for everything else, we have. If you guys wanted to join in the discussion, tell us what you're watching. Uh, tell us what you think of some of the shows. Maybe you disagree. Maybe you agree with some of the decisions we made about the shows this week. You can email us at wickedanimereviews at gmail.com. That's wickedanimereviews. 100 yards, bear right, then all, turn right. All one word, at gmail.com. You can also find us at nerdyshow.com slash wickedanime where you can find our podcast and our videos if you're not watching the videos on YouTube. where you, If you're not listening to the podcast already on nerdyshow.com where you can also listen to us on obviously iTunes. Turn right. And SoundCloud. So that's SoundCloud dash wickedanime. You can also find us at youtube.com slash reviews, where you can find the main hub of Wicked Anime which are our videos which our, our Anime Boston videos are still kind of squeaking After. out. Yeah, we got more Anime Boston videos on the way. Yeah, it's going to be great. We also have our Facebook page. You can chat with us at facebook.com slash wickedanime. Post news articles and cool things we find around the internet. You can also find us at twitter.com, which we, like we just mentioned in our show, we tweeted with a bunch of fans and had lots of conversations while I was at work, and I was probably not supposed to be doing that. But anyway, that's uh, you can tweet us at yo anime. You can also find us at Tumblr, where we tumble tumble things. And uh, that is wickedanime.tumblr.com. I think that's it. I think I said everything. You guys know. You guys know this field. You guys heard it before. Believe it or not, we have literally just pulled in to our destination. Uh, so that's it for this uh, week of Wicked Anime. Yeah, you uh, you listen to us from Massachusetts all the way to New Hampshire. And uh, you will probably hear about Baby no- Metal next episode, which is going to be really exciting. I must, I must So see. now it's time to sign off the only way we know, we know how. Okay, bye Okay, bye bye kids listen to fallout boy <laughs> over there huh um, sorry i'm just distracted <laughs> by the pedestrians <laughs> thanks for listening to the wicked anime podcast presented by nerdy show if you like what you heard please rate and review on itunes or like and follow us on soundcloud as listener supported entertainment We rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend or funding the network via Patreon. Any size contribution gets you exclusive outtakes, episodes, and images from across the network. And there's even more perks available. Just head to patreon.com backslash nerdy show. To find out how you or your company can underwrite this and other Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com backslash sponsorships. You can subscribe to the Wicked Anime Podcast via iTunes and SoundCloud. Leave a comment, like and share, and follow Nerdy Show and Wicked Anime on all your favorite social networks. For more podcasts, articles, community forums, and other awesomeness, visit nerdyshow.com. If it's geeky, we've got it covered.